You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, we have another great episode planned. We have on today's episode, owners of Modern Human CrossFit, my friend Kayla, along with her husband, Christian. So this is really great to have you both on the show. Thanks. I was talking to Kayla. You are welcome to be on here as well, Christian. I mean, kind of like attached. I had no choice. I wanted Kayla by herself. And you, I don't know if you were just on the text thread or somehow managed to weasel in, but you know. All the time. Just tag along. I think we should kick off today's episode with this. Because you shared it, Kayla, on, on your Instagram. But... Here, here's what I said. Everybody wants to be a box owner until it's time to do box owner shit. And that shit entailed for you this week, having to get stitches. Tell me about this. Yeah. So, I mean, for the people watching, it's only three. I got three little stitches. Um, but Could they not have put a little butterfly or super glue on that? It was deep, though. It, was deep. it, it did. <laughs> you sent me the picture. It looked pretty gross. Yeah, I was pretty sure I saw my bone. <laughs> you could see it. It was, but, it was open. But we, uh, we just remodeled the bathrooms last weekend. And we did that for uh, in preparation of Murph and our Bring a Friend Week. And one of the toilets was leaking. Um, and I saw it. And so I asked one of my coaches to help me. I'm like, hey, let's fix this toilet real quick. Like, it doesn't look cool to have a leaky toilet when there's new faces in the gym or just in general. So I'm on the ground. And we like reposition the tank. And I'm tightening the nut. And all of a sudden the tank just like exploded and like shattered on my wrist. And like, I just like look and my wrist is cut open and I just start like laugh sobbing because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> it was like, you, so, I think sometimes when something is that shocking and surprising, it doesn't even hurt. It didn't hurt. Actually. Yeah. In the moment, by the time you get to the ER, you like start to feel it. What? What, what was your toilet leaking like? It was coming overflowing or? No, it was like from on the bottom where the nut is to like hold yeah. the tank 
Well, that's where it was leaking. And, you know, come to find out earlier that day, Christian also noticed the leak and tried to fix it. Oh. He was tightening the nut and heard a crack. So really... Hmm. Didn't mention it. Yeah, he didn't tell me until <laughs> after the fact. Now, Christian, rumor has it, it's because you clogged the toilet. Is that true? That is inaccurate. Because every time we talk, you're eating carbs. And <laughs> I, I have to make uh, the world has to be balanced. You're not eating any carbs. So I <laughs> hey, hey, Kayla, how hard is it to be married to a man that just can't do the you know standard man <laughs> stuff? I mean, it's it's physically demanding. Hence my stitches. <laughs> You're both neglecting that after she broke the toilet, I was the one who brought in a new toilet, installed a new toilet. Now it's working. So I think the real issue was. Kayla tried to do a man's job. Well, and I think the real issue is Kayla's too strong and she broke the tank because she just has that grip strength. So let, let, let's talk about some serious stuff. You guys are big Star Wars fans. What's the best Star Wars movie to get someone started? If they say, hey, I'm, I'm not into this Star Wars thing. And you're like, it's like CrossFit. Like, no, 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 do this workout. What's the path to get someone into Star Wars? I mean, if, if they've never watched it before, the the path that most people recommend is watch them in the order that they were released. You go A New Hope first. Yep, you go A New Hope first, four, five, six, one, two, three, and then the sequel trilogy. But um, if you have somewhat of knowledge of Star Wars, then it's fun to just watch them in chronology. So one through nine and just go through it. But the problem is there's so many like little things in there now, like the... Um... What's the first, the Clone Wars, and now they've got the new show, and then of course you got the Mandalorian. So I, I agree with you, but I also think if you threw on A New Hope, which for those that are not educated, that was the first one, came out in like 77, yeah. you know, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia. It's so, it's not outdated in the sense that it's still a great, we actually talked about it on a recent episode where it's like, the hero's journey. I mean, that is yeah. the hero. I mean, if you're thinking about, I own a box or I coach and you're like, the hero's journey is not about you. It's about your members and your community, et cetera. But is it almost like not, like when you watch the Death Star or you watch the, men, the Millennial Falcon like flying, it looks like if I were going to try to make my own movie with like a string these days, you know? Oh, yeah. There are things that have dated it and they, they've updated it over the years. Um, so if you know, if you watch the newest version that's on Disney Plus, like it's going to look way nicer than the one my dad saw in theaters in 77. You guys are too young, but when I was in college, so this must have been 96, 97, they re-released all of them. I actually the theater. I was, I was just, uh, I wasn't even in elementary school. And my dad took us to the theater to see Return of the Jedi. I, so I remember that. Well, funny you say that. Return of the Jedi is the first movie I remember seeing in the theater with my parents. And like, that's got to go back to like 83-ish. Um, and then I saw A New Hope, et cetera, when they re-released in the 90s when I was in college. So let's get to something real. You guys, married couple, took over. It wasn't called Modern Human. It was, I believe, what was it called? Sweat Factory? That's right. Sweat, sweat Factory. What was the what was the rebranding like? Um, so once so we took over at the end of February. It was February twenty seventh. 
Um, and we took over actually on a Saturday. And so that whole weekend we spent um, with a group of members just totally repainting, reorganizing the gym so that when they came in Monday, it looked like a different gym. Um, and so that there wasn't some gyms like this gradual, you know, uh, changeover. And for us, it was immediate. And so then after that, we rolled out our website, our social media, our t-shirts. Um, and there was a lot that we rolled out in a short period of time to make it feel like this was a new gym. Um, cause that's how we, we see it as it's, um, a rebirth. A rebirth, like a Phoenix rising. So dude stuff. Kayla, what was that like? You said, Christian just said, you had members helping you out. What was it like? Was it challenging? Because, you know, if I were to go in and repaint a box that I owned and you had your consistent membership base, it's one thing, but really these were like all new members to you. Obviously they were part of this existing community, but was it harder for you guys to get that buy-in because you were new owners? Um, I don't think so. Just because Christian was coaching for Sweat Factory already. Like he came, when we moved to Florida, he got hired in as the coach at Sweat Factory and then very quickly got promoted to head coach. And then like oh, coach, yeah. You. So then, I mean, what was that like? Was he just walking around all? Oh yeah. Like big head all the time. Cocky. Like, look at me. I'm a head coach now. Hey, just imagine how I am now that I'm the owner. That's it. I can't, we have to open up the overhead door so I can get <laughs> Just to so, get you inside. So like, it wasn't actually that bad of a transition because like the members had already bought into him as a coach. Um, it was just more of like, I needed to show up more before the actual takeover. So when we were in negotiations of buying the gym before the members even knew, that's when I started like, showing up more and making an effort to be at the gym um, more days per week. That way the members could get to know me and my face. Um, and I could get to know them as well because it's different with Christian, but like I'm, they just knew me as his wife. And I'll add to that too. When we took over that, that first week, we made it a point to go to specifically the 6am group um, that I had only coached like one time and she had never met. And so that whole week I went to this 6am and let them know I was going to be there and worked out with them every day. And, um, and she went there once and, uh, just to make sure that we were, you know, building relationships and having conversations with everybody during that takeover. Cause there were people that had concerns or questions and, um, trying to get that out of the way as early as possible. Yeah. And it should be mentioned, you guys live almost 30 minutes away, if not more. So that 6 a.m. class wasn't like roll out of bed and go there. Like you had to get up super early. And and those are some of the little things that, you know, this day and age in CrossFit 2021, you see this a lot, this transition. You know, we recently had Brian and Shannon on from Eureka who took over, you know, you guys taking over. I think box owners that opened back in the day are just ready to either exit or do something different. So we're seeing this and it's important that, you show the community, hey, we, we are invested because I'm sure we don't have to dig into this, but I'm sure they picked up on the fact that the previous owners might not have been quite as invested as they were originally, but we don't well, have to dig into that. Yeah, no, we don't have to dig in, but, but I have had members tell me that, you know, and the previous owners weren't the first owners. Um, and so we're, I don't know, for the fourth owners or what, um, but members that have been there a really long time have told us that 
um, they appreciate that this is our full-time thing because so many of their previous owners, this was, they had a job and this was their side thing, or they had multiple gyms and this was one of them. And so, you know, this is my full-time thing. This is our focus. And um, we're able to put all that energy into it. So Kayla, it's pretty, pretty funny that he says it's our full-time thing when you're, you are going off to work every day in yeah. addition to, to, you know, being a box owner. And I, you know, I want to kind of get into that dynamic, which is really, you know, kudos to you, Kayla, for being that supportive wife. You know, what, what people don't necessarily know about Christian is he was a teacher, full-time gig, gave that up, not just to do this, but you knew that teaching wasn't your dream job anymore. Right. And I, I knew that it, I didn't have this particular, particularly in mind, but I knew it was CrossFit that I, I wanted to pursue um, that either as a coach or an owner. And this is where we landed. What, what happened that, cause that's a pretty bold jump. So what happened that you're like, you have to go to school to be a teacher. So I imagine you have at, obviously at minimum your bachelor's, but do you have a master's degree as well at an education? I do not. I just have a bachelor's. So you could do that because I know it's state, it's state dependent. You were living in what, Ohio though? I was, yeah. And, and just not to get too far on a side tangent, but Ohio is a really good um, uh, system for educating and developing teachers. Um, so that's a very like transferable uh, license and not all states have something so transferable. Well, so you're in Ohio, you guys relocate, but what was it about CrossFit that you were like, man, I know like I've been planning on doing this and you guys are, you know, you have a, a son, like you have a family. So what was it about like, okay, I, I, I know I kind of said, Kayla, I'm, you know, for better, for worse, you know, sickness and health, I'll keep a job, et cetera. But I found this CrossFit thing and now you got to be the breadwinner for a short period of time. What was it about CrossFit that really made you decide that, Christian? Um, I first got introduced to CrossFit when I was in high school. Um, and to that's, make that's crazy to me, by the way, to hear that yeah. from people that like, because I see it obviously with coaching and even at level ones and level twos, teenagers are showing up, but it's, it's so funny to me to hear that because, you know, and when I was in high school, there was nothing like it. Yeah, there was a, a teacher that introduced me to it. Um, and that was probably 2009. Um, and so we had done that for a little while. And then after we graduated high school, um, he ended up owning it, uh, uh, starting up an affiliate that we joined. And um, I grew in love with it again. And then Kayla loved it. And it's just been something that's developed over time to where um, we turned our garage into a gym. We started training um, friends and family out of that back home, um, back in Ohio. Um, and then we realized that it was more than just fun for us. Um, and I realized that through CrossFit, I was actually able to make the impact on individuals that I was wanting to do with teaching. And I was also able to use a lot of the things that I learned in education in class. Kayla, what was he like when he first found CrossFit? Like, was he, was he your stereotypical I found CrossFit, now I can't stop talking about it. And how, how did he convince you to check it out? Well, actually, I'm the one that went to that box first. So after like graduating high school in 2013 is when I joined the, our, our very first CrossFit gym. It was called Mommy Valley CrossFit at the time. What was there, it called? Mommy Valley CrossFit. 
Mommy, like as in mother? No. No, M-A-U-M-E-E. Mommy. Mommy, like that, like, is that an area in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, So I joined that first, and then we're, we're in college. We have a toddler, so we're broke, like seriously, no money, and we're like, okay, I'm going to go for a month and then Christian can go for a month. And we had this like idea that we're going to switch off every other month. And it just like, it didn't work like that. We figured out how to make it work so we could both go at the same time. Cause it was probably about a month after I joined when Christian started coming to the gym too. Um, so, wait, wait, I want to hear, I want to hear more about that because as box owners, you know, this, I know this, those listening know there's always people asking for discounts. Mm-hmm. You guys, at the time, were probably two people that actually needed the discount. In other words, you weren't asking for a discount, but then posting, you know, your fancy dinners out. You mean, you're college students. You, 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 you had a child, you know, pretty young. So what made you not even consider or did you consider asking for a discount? Well, actually, at the time, the... Um gym owner only charged college students like $50 a month to go. So okay, it was unheard of. And then eventually I started cleaning the facility in exchange for a membership. So that helped us a lot, actually. Um, but unfortunately, that gym did close down because of financial reasons. Like they were losing a lot of money a month because they weren't charging en- enough. Um, and and then, so so d- they shut down because I mean that's kind of like I don't think ironic is the right word, but it's like hey we don't charge a lot for college kids, but now we can't stay open, and it's you know that's really something we talk about with affiliate university where you want to do these discounts and box owners feel guilty for making money, but hey it's a business, and if we don't make money, unfortunately, we will potentially shut down, which is what happened to you. Exactly. And so like, because that gym shut down, we were on this like, uh, I guess, CrossFit voyage. I don't know. We were vagabonds, like bouncing around to different CrossFit gyms in the area, trying to find our new home because we love that gym so much. Um, And we just like, couldn't find our new CrossFit home after that. So that's why we ended up converting our garage into a, a gym and essentially training people out of it. So Go back in time to that period where you were looking as a couple, you know, college students. What were some of the things that you looked for at potentially joining? And then what were some of the things where you're like, ah, this isn't a good fit for us? Uh, honestly, I think it was mostly just how welcomed we felt because there was, there was one gym that like a lot of our friends ended up going to, um, but for us, it was inconvenient because of the drive. It was like 30 minutes away, which is funny because we drive 30 minutes to own a gym now. <laughs> but Well, it's we, one thing when you're going to work versus going right. to work out, right? Um, but like some of the other gyms that we checked out, they were either just like kind of competitive or they were clicky and we just didn't feel very welcome there. So that was a big thing for us at the time because it's like we had just lost our big group of friends. So now we need new friends and when you can't, find friends right away it's a big turnoff I don't know is it, no, really- was that the same for you Christian 
Yeah, I think that's fair. And I guess I would add to that too. At that point in time, we were uh, definitely chugging the CrossFit Kool-Aid, like watching all the games. Like we were the people that had all the accessories on when we uh, did our workouts and, um, <laughs> I can see Kristen showing up knee sleeves. Belts. Oh, yeah, knee sleeves, wrist strap, and a belt just to go for a 5K run for sure. Yeah. So, workout to go warm up. <laughs> what, um, what time period was this? What year would you say? Uh, probably 2016, 17. Yeah. So, not that long ago. Not really, not really, no. So, what's that like? You're in college. I mean, obviously, you're on a tighter budget, a kid. How do you justify, oh, I need uh, wrist wraps or I need uh, a new belt or I need to buy these special shoes when, you know, the, the, the shoes that I have over there are perf perfectly functional. How do, you, how do you guys do that, especially two of you? How do you say, well, we both need this, but I'm, I have more pull-ups than you, so I get it first? Like, how do you decide that? <laughs> no, definitely not, Dan. I mean, we both yeah. have for a long time been better at our finances than I would say most. Um, really young, uh, at a really young age, we went through like Dave Ramsey's um, Financial Peace University. Um, and on top of that, we're both pretty frugal. Um, like if we're going to make a purchase, we've thought about it. We've obsessed about it. We've asked the other person and it's like, okay. We found a coupon code for it. It has to be on sale. Yeah. And so whenever we would get shoes, like shoes, for example, even now still, we won't buy shoes unless it's like Reebok's Black Friday deal and you can you know, get them for $40. And so it was the same I don't, thing. I don't understand how every time someone makes a purchase, they don't Google that store with coupon code. Every time oh, I buy something, I do it's it like Google coupon code, 5%, 10%, it doesn't matter. Not full price, right? right. And obviously you're big into crypto. <laughs> Is that obvious? <laughs> no, well, I know that from talking to you. What's- uh, You know that because we're friends. Your, what, I know that because Kayla and I are, yes, Kayla and I, I, I thought that was the funniest text the other day when, when we were on a group text and Christian realized that you and I also <laughs> texted each other. <laughs> that was great. That was great. What's your, what's your go-to coin? What should, uh, what should the listeners buy? Doge? Uh, right now I have a lot of Doge, um, but I also have Litecoin. Oh, uh, the big, you know me. Big Litecoin fan. I think Litecoin sure. is one of the most underrated. What about uh, Elon's tweet? This is we're recording this on June fourth, and Elon Musk again tried to destroy my Bitcoin investment. I saw that he's pretty uh, he's pretty anti Bitcoin right now, but I mean, he's I would just just just, uh, just do some research and um, make sure you look into it before you just buy for the hype. Because when you, especially when people like to buy when they see that it's rising. Um, and so just, just make sure you make, yeah, make smart choices and, uh, and, uh, whatever you put in, be willing to lose. I, I think that's solid advice. And yeah, I think the people that are getting smashed and, and thinking that this isn't a good thing are the people that are trying to make a quick buck. Like crypto is like the market. If you're going to invest, invest and let it sit there, you know, Warren Buffett, you know, mentality, it's, uh, it's going to be the future and you can listen to my you can listen to my crypto podcast another time. I'm thinking about starting one. I agree. It is the future. So you might as well get on board early. So talk to me, Kayla, you're showing up at a job these days. Still you're a nurse. No, Chris. Nope. I'm not a nurse. Close. You're a doctor. Not, no, it's not. 
<laughs> I'm a scientist. I've, I work in microbiology. <laughs> I, I always see you in your scrubs. I just assume that's what nurses wear. So it is what nurses wear, but it's also what other medical professionals wear. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, microbiology? What, what is that? Uh, so basically testing for any infectious diseases, bacteria, viruses, parasites. So are you ultra conservative when it comes to like cleanliness at the gym? Because you know, like, especially like on the rope, you can get MRSA or staph infection. Are you, are you hyper aware of that stuff? I mean, I know you guys live in Florida and a lot of like diseases don't exist in Florida, but there's a big one that doesn't exist down here. Right. But. <laughs> hey, my parents all still live in Florida. I hear about it. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like super like anal retentive about it, but I am more aware of it. And I'm like trying to make sure we do a good job of keeping like our bathrooms clean and the floors clean just because we're extra sweaty down here and it's kind of gross. And I walk around barefoot. I hate shoes. So it's like, I don't want athlete's foot or something. Um, but I mean, other than are you, are you a hippie? Are you hippie-ish? Do you have hippie tendencies? Yeah. 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 But you don't listen to the, the Grateful Dead or Dave Matthews like I do. No. No, you're a little older hippie. <laughs> what do modern day hippies listen to? Like OAR? Um, I don't know. I don't Probably know. alternative music, I guess. I listen to just about everything other than like rap and country. All right. So. I will say this, let me, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna throw something positive out there, something nice, okay? Mostly to, to Kayla, <laughs> you, Christian will get the shrapnel. So, I mean, when I first met Christian in the coaches development group that I run, I definitely thought he was a little bit older. You guys seem very mature. You have a, an older son, what is he, 12? 11, yeah, he's gonna be 12. He'll be 12, you got your shit together and you guys are still what, only 26 28. years old, 28? So, I mean, you had Dominic really young and, uh, you know, you see a lot of, you know, teenage mom type shows out there of like, oh, I got a young kid. But I mean, you guys got your shit together. We got a microbiologist. We had a teacher. Now you have a entrepreneurial stuff. And from from the outside looking in, Dominic seems to be somewhat, you know, you're doing a decent job. Like he doesn't seem to be. I, I don't know. I've never met him. I don't see him. But you've not complained that he's a bad child. No, yeah. he's he's good. He's uh, he's quiet. He's uh, he's smart. He's fun to be around. So give me give me advice. You guys know I've got a four month old. Obviously, a girl, not a boy. What what's uh? Give me your number one parental tip. I would say for dad specifically, um, and this is one that I've heard is uh, just make sure you're fun. Uh, that's not gonna go over. Here. I've that's already got cool, that. And, and I, I, I mean that, um, like not just to be funny, but for real, because um, especially as guys, like we have a tendency to have less patience, to be frustrated quickly, and uh, um, and sometimes come across crass, um, you know, and uh, and that's really what kids need from their dad is is to be a role model, but to also be fun. Mine, mine, I do agree with the fun, but mine's slightly different um, just because of the way I was brought up. But mine would just, mine's is like just being open and honest. And like when Dominic will ask us a question, I don't beat around the bush. I try to answer it in the most age appropriate way as possible. Um, but I think because of that, he, he is honest with us and he doesn't lie to us. And 
he regularly tells on himself if he does something bad. So I feel like that's what's, worked out in our favor. What's, the, what's, the, what's something that he told on himself about and he was really like, oh man, I got to tell mom and dad this. And then when he told you, maybe you guys went into the bedroom and laughed about it. Well, the other day he said, he goes, you know, I, uh, I've said a bad word in front of you guys and didn't get in trouble before. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I said, well, when, when did you do this? And he was like, well, you know, the other day I said, uh, I don't remember what he said. He said a word. And uh, I was like, yeah, I remember that. Like that was the other day. Like he didn't do it on purpose. Like I, I think he was reading something or something and it just like, you know, it, it like blurted out as he was reading. He was like, oh, I didn't realize what I read. And I was like, yeah, I know I was there. <laughs> like, it's not like you walked around and like said some like expletive because, you know, you were angry. <laughs> so that's, what do you got, Caleb? What were you going to add to that? Just, we're just recently, he uh, told us that he uh, was thinking about asking a girl out. So now he had, mm. this, it's been like the newest saga. So now he has his first middle school girlfriend. <laughs> Are they, did he ask her out? Yeah. yeah. And, and she said yes? Yeah. yeah. What does that mean these days? Like it, back in middle school, it would have just been like, I see you in school and maybe I give you a kiss outside or something. What does it mean in 2021? Locks together. Yeah, they play video game together and they see each other in school. That's it. Virtual video games, like not in the same room. That's right. right. Nobody so, plays in the same room anymore, Jason. I don't, you're out of touch. <laughs> I am not. Last video game I played was probably Super Mario Brothers. So as young parents, I mean, you guys were like, what, 16, 17? 16 when he was born, yeah. 16. What are, you, what are some of the things you're more hyper aware of than other parents would be knowing, you know, he's only, which is crazy to think about, I'm sure, from, from your perspective, like, man, in four years, we had a kid, like, I'm 43. I'll be 43 tomorrow. It's my birthday. I know you guys probably sent a card and all that, but don't, uh, it's fine. Like, don't go crazy. You know, you know me, I don't like to, you know, celebrate myself. Um, but, you know, at 43, I'm like, I can barely handle this shit. How did you guys do it at 16? And are you guys really like on top of him about that stuff? Um, well, as far as like how we did it at 16, it was, I have a super supportive family um, and Kayla has uh, a lot of support from her family too. And without that, I don't know that how that would have been possible. Um, so that that's the biggest, the, my biggest answer. Um, Cause you know, you hear stories of, um, you know, kids who go through the same thing, like they're kicked out of their house or, you know, they got to go live with friends or whatever, or um, just some crazy situations that they, they have to deal with. And, you know, we come from, um, suburban families that, um, you know, helped us out and. I mean, it, it, it wasn't always like the easiest thing to go through, but I feel like we handled it well. And just like anything we take in, we do in life, we, we say that we, we thrive in the grind. And so like getting through high school with a baby was the grind. Getting and through it, college was a grind. It was a for grind. Sure. And then like when we graduated college, we were both in our big people jobs. It was like a like six months of like, oh, this is so cool. We have all this money. And then like six months went by and we're like, okay, is this 
what we're gonna do for the rest of our lives because this is lame. And and that was <laughs> with that realization was when I I quit teaching and we realized like no like we we need to do something different um for us than than kind of what uh our happens our parents did and what happens in society often that people you know they both get a job they work for thirty years and then they retire and we both knew that's not what we wanted. Yeah, I wish more people would come to that realization earlier in life. I mean, everybody, I've, I've, I always tell people my biggest claim to fame is never having a, a real job. And yes, you, you know, obviously Kayla still has one and you had one briefly, but at least coming to that idea that things need to change and do, it's okay not to live by the norms of society. So, so speaking of, you know, with, with Shannon and Brian, we spoke a little bit about some of the stressors of being in business with your partner, meaning your life partner, your significant other, which you know, I've done in the past with, with Roz, but what are some of the challenges that, because you get, you know, most box owners, you know, not to say most, but obviously many are married and whether or not the business is one of their primary occupations or, or not, you know, the, the other person has an influence and they, you can't help but feel like, hey, this is my partner's, I, I care about it. What are some of the challenges you guys have had in this short period of time as box owners, but as, as a married couple? I would say um, really the biggest one is that um, this is something that Kayla also wants to do full time. And we know that right now she, you know, she's at work. And so that has been a challenge um, of make, uh, getting her involved because she wants to be very involved, but also keeping that in a way that's sustainable and, and trying to balance that. And I've definitely, um, gotten burned by either letting her be too involved or not giving her enough information. Um, so it's always a balancing act for me to, uh, um, to make sure she's contributing, but not overwhelm her. So, so Kayla, tell me about that. You, how can getting you too involved be a bad thing? Um, so with my job, I work in a hospital and it's, a very busy hospital in central Florida. So it's just like, even though my job isn't physically demanding, it's very mentally taxing. Cause I mean, I have, I've used my brain all day. And then I come to the gym, which I love. I interact with our athletes. I like take care of like, you know, biz box owner shit. And it's like more mentally taxing stuff. So then by the time I get home, it's just like, my brain is just done. And so if Christian and I aren't communicating well, sometimes I'll take on too much, um, I'm gonna say emotional responsibility because that's my big thing is feelings. I'll take on too much emotional responsibility and then I just like spaz out and have a freak out and a breakdown and it's just like, my brain goes overload. So for me, it's just finding that balance of using my words because sometimes I like, keep it all stuck in my head and I can't get it out of my face. So using my words has helped a little bit. Um, but then it's like also knowing because I'm emotional, I have to tune into like the rational side of my brain and tell, tell myself like, all right, Kayla, you're being a little ridiculous. Like it's really not that big of a deal. So, so Christian, what are some of the indicators to you where like she's on the verge of a meltdown? Um, either silence is a big one. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever a woman is silent, it means, you know, we've messed up. Yes. It's, it's silence or like short responses. It's like, oh, like something's happening. Or she'll have the total opposite where like it's too late and it's, she's just a firestorm. And she's like, everything's a mess. Everybody do this. We got to fix everything. And um, so, so those are, <laughs> so if I can get her when she's quiet and like, okay, like what's wrong? And I got to like pry it out of her. Um, usually we're, we're, we're good. How do you handle that though? I mean, it's tough because you care about the box. I think, you know, it's obviously under both of your ownership and, you know, Christian just happens to be the one that's there right now. So how do you separate yourself? Like, what are some of the things, you, you know, this is important, whether you're the, you know, primary owner or, or the wife of the primary owner. I, I you know, I know with working with you, one of the things I, I try to get you both to do is take Sundays off, like no business talk, no going to the gym, go get your ice cream, whatever's going on. What, what are some of the things you tell yourself though, Kayla? Um, lately, I've, even though I know I am the owner as well, I've been trying to take it more of like a step back and view myself more of in a coach role because once I did that, and I'm just like, okay, I'm here, I'm coaching. I'm just going to take on the responsibility that one of our coaches would. And that has helped during the week when I'm working at the lab. And then on my days off from the lab and I'm working at the gym all day, that's when I'm pounding to get like gym owner stuff done that I need to take care of. So like um, pre-writing social media posts or um, today it's been like taking care of nutrition consult stuff because we're rolling out our nutrition coaching um, offer. So kind of doing that has helped my brain a little bit and helped me create these buckets of when I'm working on what. And, and have you noticed a difference, Christian, with that? Yeah, for sure. Especially with what she said with uh, assuming a co uh, coach's role. Um, in the beginning, she would get very frustrated when there were things that I was taking care of that um, I didn't think were necessary to communicate with her. It was more of like, hey, I got this done, opposed to, um, opposed to giving her small incremental updates as I'm working on something. Um, and that could be something as simple as um, like going through, uh, when we went through insurance, like I had to submit a quote, I had to communicate with the insurance company. And then when we were done, we had insurance and I paid for it. And so she would get frustrated because I didn't give her all these incremental updates as I'm communicating. When I told her like, let me take care of this because you're working and I'll just let you know when it's done. And if I need you, I'll, I'll let you know. And so that's, it, you know, it, it, I think that's a, a common mistake that people make, whether it's communicating with their significant other, their true partner, like a business partner, or even coaching staff. And I, I feel as if it's, it's rarely malicious. It's often, I know this, don't you know this? Or it's like, no, how would I possibly know this? You know, you didn't tell me. So it, it happens, but it's also something you'll learn and, and understand like, hey, these are the things I need to tell Kayla because she really wants to know versus either, these are the things she doesn't need to know. Let, let's talk about two things that you guys have done really well at the box since opening. One of which 
is within a month of taking over, you increased the rates. That's correct. Yeah, we did. Um, and that went over really well. Um, so prior to taking over, um, our rates were pretty sporadic. Um, the model prior to us taking over was basically based on attendance. Um, so there was like two times, three times, four times, I think five and unlimited um, per week options. Um, and we were converting everybody to unlimited. Um, but before we did that, we, like I said, we remodeled the gym. Um, we bought in some new equipment and we dialed up our coaching and made it a huge point to make sure that before we asked that of our members, um, that we demonstrated a lot of value upfront. I know when you first sent out the email, it's probably a little bit stressful, but the very first response you guys got was a member saying super. That's right. So what, did that set your mind at ease at that point? Yeah, it did. Um, and to kind of build on that too, um, to share with what um, you know, but other people don't know is we also had members who previously had a lifetime membership agreement with the previous owners and we had seven of them. And so we had uh, met with all those members and communicated that that was something that we were unable to honor both legally and um, just financially. That's not something that like made business sense to them. And so we had to ask them um, for memberships. So we, we asked somebody who paid quite a bit up front um, and wasn't paying to now continue to pay or go back to paying again, um, which was a tough conversation, but it, it's all been positive and, and they've all said that it's been worth it. And they're so appreciative. They say that they were appreciative of what we've been doing. Yeah. I think anytime you're raising the rates stressful, we've worked through close to 50 now with, with clients and in affiliate university, and we've not had one bad reaction to it. I think you guys were probably up there with the, the best reactions, despite having, oh, that's a really big obstacle. Like just raising the rates alone is a challenge, like oh, five, $10, whatever. You were basically taking members that thought they would never have to pay again. And yep. asking them to now not only pay, but pay a new increased membership. That's right. So speak to the box owners listening. You, you know, you guys have been through it. They're stressed. I can't do it. You know, my members are going to, it's going to be a mass exodus. They're going to hate me. You know, I want to support them because they've been loyal to me. What's your piece of advice it, as, as a box owner that, I mean, like I said, not only did it shortly after taking over, you increased lifetime members, you know, you, you increased some rates pretty substantially. So if a box owner is listening and they're on the fence about doing that, what would you tell them? I'd tell them the same thing that I told my coaches when I told them we were going to roll this out. Um, I treat this as a premium service because that's what we offer as a premium service and a premium service comes with a premium price. And as long as you're treating this like it's a premium service with the facility, with the coaching, with the atmosphere, with the way you communicate your clients, then they're going to be okay with that premium price. But if you're continuing to um, run a you know, mediocre class and 
um, not upgrading equipment and the, the bathrooms look like garbage, then people aren't going to be willing to pay a premium price because you're not offering a premium service. That's great advice. And how did, you know, these coaches that you had or continue to have were part of the coaching staff before you got there. Was it hard to get buy-in from them? No, uh, I didn't think so. We met with um, one of the coaches had been the head coach when I joined and. Um, oh, you, did you take over? Did you, you know, elbow him out? You squeeze no, him out? No, so I actually had, um, he no longer wanted to be the head coach. Before I took over the gym and we were both coaches, he didn't want to be the head coach anymore um, and basically handed it off to me and, and uh, I took over as the head coach prior to us taking over to the gym. And so then when we took over to the gym, um, you know, he, he remained and uh, he's been awesome. He's been there for a long time and um, we sat down and talked and I explained to him like the vision I saw for the gym um, and asked how he wanted to be involved. Um, and he said he still wanted to be a part of it and he likes what we're doing. Um, you know, we were there to help him with whatever he needs and he continues to be a part of it. And, and we've all grown, uh, all the coaches have gotten better and, and, uh, it's been, it's been really good. That's great. So tell me, you know, I, I mentioned you did two things really successfully, obviously the rate increase being one, and then you had a, a bring a friend week. We're in it right now. Yes. You're, you're uh, currently in it. So. So, so talk to me about that. What's been going on? You know, it kicked off with Murph, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys had a really successful Murph. I mean, Kayla did everything. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, you know, outside of fixing the toilet, she put, I mean, she was bringing stuff inside because Christian was hangry and, you know, he can't really work very hard when he's hangry. But what, <laughs> what, what, what's being a friend week been like so far? It's been amazing. Um, it has really felt like the culmination of all the work that we've put in since February. Um, Murph started off, we had over 30 people in Murph. And just to, to give a picture is we probably have 40-ish members. Um, and so to have 30 people, 30 plus people show up is a huge percent of our population at the gym. People brought friends to Murph. Um, Murph kicked off our bring a friend week and people actually brought like I think there was um, two or three friends that came and that was our first workout was Murph and then throughout the week we just continue to have people bringing more and more new faces um, I think we've had over a dozen um, friends come and uh, and our members have just came up to us and and expressed that because of all the positive changes in the gym that they are excited to like bring their friends and bring their family and show them what this new gym is like. That, that's, that's all I you know. And I love how you kind of uh, put it as the culmination of a lot of hard work. And I think for many of the affiliates that we work with, it'll be just this random, like, man, we got seven new members last week. And it's like, that's because of all the little, it's no different than the relationships you're in and, and anything you do, right? It's these little things, which can be good or bad, right? If you keep doing these little negative things with your significant other, you know, and then she's not randomly waking up on a Wednesday asking for a divorce. It's like, well, you've been a, a shitty husband, but no different. And I'm not obviously talking about myself or you, but you know, any relationship, but, but on the flip side, it's the same thing. You do these little things well, and, and these little things are 
hey, the toilet's leaking. I'm going to fix it. You know, box owner shit, like we talked about, like, like Kayla posted about uh, the other day. Um, Kayla, what, what do you think? What, what's overall, what's been the change in Christian since not just meeting me, which I mean, probably the most important thing that's ever happened. I mean, it goes like this, me, you, Dominic, you know, everything else, uh, church, whatever he got. But I mean, Christian started in the coaches development group and, you know, I, I think everyone in my coaches development group deserves a shout out because not only do they listen to me talk for hours every week, but they're for many of them, just like Christian was, he wasn't a box owner. He was simply someone that had taken his level one and wanted to become better. So actually I'm going to adjust my question, Kayla. What did Christian say originally when considering joining my coach's development course? Cause this is back well before there was any thought of box ownership here, at least I know you wanted to do it, but again, knowing you guys and your budget and frugality, what was that like? And then how much does he say about me? Like, what does he say about me on a regular basis? Okay, well, first of all, he mentions daily that he has to text you. So He texts me an absurd amount. He texts me more than Roz or my mom. Yeah, so it's a daily thing that he has to send you a text. <laughs> so your name is regularly mentioned in my house. Am I one of his favorites on his iPhone yet? Probably. Not right. yet, but now that you say that, I might as well. <laughs> Um, It'll go with the picture I have of you on my nightstand. <laughs> but um, when he wanted to do the coach's development course, he was kind of like him hawing about it. And he said he really wanted to do it. Like it seemed very valuable and blah, blah. And I just, I told him, I'm like, just do it. Like I'm no stranger to paying for coaching because if it's something that you want to do and you want to get better at it, you need a coach to get you there faster. I mean, sure, you could figure it out on your own. You could go on CrossFit's website and like weasel your way to being a better coach. But if you really want to be a better coach, just hire a coach to help you get there faster. So for me, it was a no brainer. Like, yeah, get in this group, be better. You want to be a level two, you want to be a level three, you want to get on seminar staff, so do it. And like, that, that was easy for me. And then like, even for affiliate you, we reached out immediately when we knew we were going to buy the gym because it's like, we want this to be the best gym that we can possibly make it. And we can't do that on our own. So that's why we're an affiliate you right now too. Well, for one, I think Katie's going to clip that out because that was great. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I appreciate it. I also appreciate the fact that you said Christian wants to be level one, two, three, seven, our staff. I appreciate you not saying level four because we know that's really hard to get. It's, you know, Fern doesn't have it. It's very, you know, it's almost, I want to say unachievable at this point. Only the cream of the crop. It's the elusive. best of the best. It is. It's, it's elusive. elusive. I like that. So I appreciate you not saying that. But for, let me say, let me tell, I want to tell a funny story. So Christian and I had been going back and forth, mostly I think just Christian about potentially buying the box. And I gave some advice. And I think that advice worked out pretty well from a purchasing number standpoint. Mm -hmm. But then around the time you were buying, I don't remember what, which call, but we all know that I was on a phone call with Christian when I gave myself Rabdo. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. You were walking 
with a weighted vest <laughs> and you're like breathing heavy and you're like, oh, I gotta go. And you had to hang up with me. And the next well, ramped up. That, not entirely true why I had to hang up. I hung up because there's a part of my normal walk where I just completely lose cell service. So it's I mean, probably that. We're also but, out of breath, so there was that. <laughs> I was certainly out of breath, but it was a 30 pound vest. I gave myself rhabdo. I don't know. It was one of three things. Either it was truly rhabdo, either I got some sort of bug or just no one should talk to you for that long. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure which one of those things. We'll it find was. out after this if you get rhabdo or not. <laughs> If I get wrapped up and standing here. So we did the same with Brian and Shannon. Let's do the same with you. Let's play a little newlywed game. Katie, put in the music. You know how to do it. So this is the best hour of their day, newlywed game. And I've, I've, I've done, uh, I've got three questions specific to you guys because I've gotten to know you guys uh, a little bit well. So let's go Kayla first. What is Christian's favorite CrossFit workout? Oh, I don't know that I necessarily know his favorite, but like anytime we are trying to decide on a workout, it's freaking DT. Is that true, Christian? Oh, it's totally true. Time. I agree. I don't know that it's my favorite, but it always happens when, when we were, uh, um, when we were down here getting married before we moved down, we brought down a pair of dumbbells and bands and we're like, man, what workout are we going to do? And we're like, Dumbbell DT. <laughs> Dumb and horrible. Such an obscure thought to have. Like, hey, we don't have a barbell, which is all you need for DT, but I've got these dumbbells. Hey, but I've done dumbbell DT. Great workout. So same question to you, Christian. What's Kayla's favorite workout? Uh, that's a tough one. I want to say Diane. No. Not even close. No. I'm <laughs> what is it, Kayla? I don't really have a favorite. I just like those long, grindy workouts. Me too. Those are my favorite. Like, I always do better than most. It's like on a workout where you don't need to be fit, you just need to be stubborn. I can beat anybody. Yeah. When, when fitness is involved, not so much. All right. I know a little little known fact about Kayla, huge ice cream fan. Christian, what's her favorite ice cream flavor? Anything caramel. Yep. Caramel, really? Caramel. Yep. Can I tell you? All right. And of course, let's hear it. So when we were in college, we both worked at this hardware store called Menards. And we would get like a 10-minute like break to get a snack or whatever. And so I worked in the cabinets department and he worked up front with the registers. And if I was having a bad day, he would spend his 10 minute break to buy me a Carmelo bar and bring it back to my department. Well, what a great husband. But I think more importantly, what we just gathered from that story is you were working in the real area of the store. <laughs> Christian was behind the register. No yeah. wonder no wonder you are the handy person in this relationship. Let's be clear. Before we go too far, I was a supervisor for one. <laughs> and for two, there was a stint where I worked in the uh, lumber area. So small stint. Dude, it wasn't small. that small. Dude stuff. All right. So I know Christian's not as big of an ice cream fan, but if he were to get ice cream or when you guys go together on Sundays, when I told you not to talk about the gym, what's his go-to? Um, if there's not like a peanut butter exclusive 
ice cream. Um, usually moose tracks is a good one. Um, What's that marshmallow? A little marshmallow in there? No, 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 it's no, like no. Peanut chocolate butter peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's vanilla ice cream with chocolate swirls and peanut butter cups. Yeah, but it has huh. to be We might have. Yeah, that, all right, Christian. We got a couple, one thing in common. That's good. Do you know, there's no Stewart's by you, are there? No, I don't think so. No, Stewart's is a New York thing, but you might want to make a trip. They have a great flavor called peanut butter pandemonium. So good. It was my cheat day. I'd eat an entire, is that a gallon, the little one? Pint, the pint. I need an entire pint. All right, last question, two-part question. We're going to Kayla first. Christian's favorite Star Wars movie or show and character from the entire universe. Oh man, favorite movie? Crap. Or show, there's a lot of options these days. There is. Is it Return of the Jedi? No. No, Clone Wars? No. I don't know then. What's the character? Do you uh, even know each other? You guys have been together since you're like seven years old. Now my cousin, who was my best man at my wedding, he would know the answer to both of these. Yeah. He's also a Star Wars nerd. Um, Luke. No. Anakin? No. What the heck? I don't know. I thought. Revenge of the Sith and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh. All right, so Revenge of the Sith, what was that, the second or third of the- Episode of the, three. Where, yeah, uh, episode three. Later. Why Obi-Wan? Um, Obi-Wan was, not to go too far on a tangent, but I think he was the, uh, the, um, the epitome of what a, a Jedi was supposed to be. And, uh, to quote Anakin Skywalker, he says he was as wise as Master Yoda, but as powerful as Master Windu. Yeah, I, I tried to give, uh, Christian a little dig a couple weeks ago about Kayla was Yoda and Christian was Jar Jar and he spun it on me yep. and made me... <laughs> so let's flip it christian kayla's favorite star wars movie and character her favorite star wars movie and what character character uh let's go clone wars the mandalorian uh, you guys don't know each other like for such big star wars fans you would think you Talk uh, about this stuff. All right, movie's gone. What about Han Solo? Rogue One. Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue really One. That's a good one. That's a good answer. That's yeah. Good answer. My favorite character is Ahsoka Tano. Oh, I should have known that. Who's that? She is Anakin's apprentice, and she's uh, she first appeared in Clone Wars. Huh. Well, I haven't seen that. Yes. Yeah, she's cool. Gotcha. Cool. Well... It's been a lot longer than I anticipated. I did not think I'd be able to talk to Christian this long without giving myself Ravjo again. But <laughs> so far, so good. I'll, I'll, I'll stay hydrated. I'll taste my pee, make sure it doesn't taste like Coca-Cola and we'll be all good. <laughs> exactly. I think it was really hot that day. Um, I was probably a little dehydrated and then, you know, stress. I was just stressed from talking to you. So it just- I want you to be clear. It was February in Colorado. It was not hot that day. <laughs> Well, again, this has been a pleasure. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix this up right now. I'm gonna change something up real quick. Okay. You know, we you know the three of us we've gotten to know each other. We have some some jokes that go down. I'm gonna. This is for pros, Is it prosperity or posterity purposes? I'm not sure. Posterity, I think. Christian, I'm gonna say something once, ever. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, you have become my friend over the last year. And I appreciate both of you. 
You guys have been really fun to get to know. I'm very proud of you both. You guys have done a really good job. You know, like I said, when I got to know you both, I was like, these are middle-aged people like myself. No idea that you're in your 20s. You got an 11-year-old that's cursing up a storm at home. And, you know, but but it's been it's been really pleasurable to get to know you. And I wish you both nothing but success. I know Kayla will leave her job in the very... Are you about to cry, Kayla? I don't want you crying on the show. Okay, no crying. You want me to cry? It was, no, is Christian about to cry? Can you he tell if he's about to? Good. It would be really good. It would really, you know, drive our YouTube uh, watches up if you could cry right now, Christian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's been really fun, and I, you know, I know Kayla's goal is to to quit her microbiology job, not nursing job, and um, I'm positive that we can get you guys there. So thanks for coming on the show. And uh, have a great rest of your bring a friend week. Have a great weekend. Remember Sundays, no talking about the gym. And of course, I will, uh, uh, without a doubt, get a text from Christian within an hour or so anyway. So absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. All, all right, guys. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. See ya. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard balm. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's a veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%.